Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring UC Davis golfer, Thomas Hutchison. Thomas, welcome man. Thanks man, I appreciate uh, being on here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Yeah, I was really glad you were able to take time out of your day. I know, you know you're kind of back at school now, you're saying a little bit. Um, you know, what's that been like? I know you just got back from the Patriot tournament. Um, you know, how things been? Uh, it's been good. Uh, good relaxing break and now back at school. I'm uh only have two quarters left, so I am taking a load off of my classes. I only have to do three classes this All quarter. All right. Uh, yeah. Let's go. I think it's uh it's it's going to be mostly golf. So yeah. That's every college golfer's dream right there. You know, just yeah. strictly golf and no school, you know, hardly any school, I should say. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, a student athlete, you know, I guess, you know, I guess the student stuff has to come first, but it's nice yeah. that you have a lighter load. Um, uh-huh. Well, we'll get into the questions here, man. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf? Um, so I was born and raised in San Jose, California. Mm-hmm. Um, I was about five years old when I got into golf. My dad took me my brother and my sister out and just let us hit around and that's when I fell in love with like the short game yeah thing and we'd always just start going out there to old muni by my house called Santa Teresa okay got a nice little par three course but we'd always just go and chip around as siblings and have a lot of fun doing it yeah, that's pretty cool to do with your siblings, especially. I mean, it's yeah. nice that, you know, you were able to, I'm sure there was, you know, a lot of competition stuff yeah. to kind of growing yeah. up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's awesome that you're able to do with the siblings there. Um, kind of talk about your high school days a little bit and kind of as you progress through your years, mm-hmm. I'm sure with your dad and siblings and stuff, um, kind of talk about how those days were. Yeah, so um, I guess I wasn't super serious about golf. I guess I was actually really serious, but super serious about taking it to the next level until uh-huh. freshman year uh-huh. was when I started actually thinking about professional golf, but um, gotcha. that's when I started to kind of try to learn more about the golf swing and uh-huh. freshman year and trying to see what, what works and what doesn't and actually work hard at it. So I got on a pretty much a schedule there and practice every day after, after classes and then homework at night. And then I'd kind of rinse and repeat that and try yeah. to work at it as much as I could but yeah no it was uh it was um it was a good time back then it, it felt like it was less stressful yeah <laughs> everything becomes so real when I when I got older right yeah you know there's kind of you know th- those expectations that yeah. you know as you you know as you develop as a player there's a certain level you want to be playing at but yeah I know I'm even myself, I remember those days, you know, junior golf and playing, yeah. you know, playing with the, you know, with the parents and uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's just, uh, you know, with some buddies, it's like always a good time, but it's always nice to kind of progress though. And, yeah. um, you know, kind of talk about, you know, as you progress through years of high school, maybe some tournaments, I'm sure you played in mm-hmm. tournaments outside of your high school career. Um, you know, what kind of organizations did you play for? Mostly I played the JTNC tournaments, junior mm-hmm. tour of Northern California. Absolutely. Um, I just, I knew those guys really well, the people who ran it. Um, Aaron Hartsfeld was a great dude. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think I just mostly stuck to that. I played one AJGA event. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, really expensive. My parents yeah. were 
let's let's not do that let's just, uh... <laughs> well and then to even find one that you know or i mean you could probably find one that's you know decently yeah. close but to find yeah. you know multiple ones and yeah to get into those events it's you know it's a serious thing but those yeah, jt was... and those jt and c tournaments are great tournaments though yeah yeah no i i love those um i've always found good competition played some pretty nice courses around the area um poppy hills is great uh yeah I play NCGA events also got to go out to spyglass sometimes. And it was a lot of, it was, it was awesome. But um, yeah, no, mostly junior tour of Northern California. That was the big, big uh, association I, I played for. And it was, it was, it was great, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of good players coming from Northern California. I mean, you have guys like Isaiah Salinda, Kevin Velo, a lot of guys like that. Yeah. Um, you know, those are so top level players that you played with growing up. And it's nice to kind of, you know, have those, have those you know competitors that you're playing against to only make you a better player at a young mm-hmm. age um Definitely. yeah i mean you had a pretty stellar you know career at those jtncs um i mean you were the junior tour at northern california player of the year 2015-16 yeah. um also became the first northern california uh, californian in a decade to earn a spot at the usga men's state um you set a jtnc record of three consecutive wins with six total wins um capturing eight medalist honors overall as a junior i mean it's a pretty good career that you left with jtnc and i mean i'm sure that kind of you know allowed you to get Uh recruited and um you know kind of stuff like that and i think there's a tournament that you actually won and your sister won as well is that right it was the uh ncga junior championship yeah she uh she won it oh man she won it when she was 16 or 17 Mm mm-hmm and I also won it when I was 16 or 17, but yeah, that was uh, it was pretty special to, to join her on yeah. a similar trophy like that. It was sweet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure, you know, this kind of speaks to the level of game that you both you and your sister have. Um, I'm sure the, the, you know, the competition was pretty stellar between the family. Um, you know, kind of talk about, you know, what was the highlight of your junior career? I mean, what's, what's something that, you know, as you, developed through the years you know what's something that kind of really you know evolved in your game that allowed you to go to the next level um I think throughout my high school years I think once I began to to learn about the golf swing Mm -hmm. and um really study it and really make adjustments and and then to to know what I wanted to do with it yeah. And that's what helped me take it to the next level and really kind of take off um, since my junior career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just gaining the knowledge yeah. uh, and along with having a good work ethic and then practicing and and being actually focused and not just, you know, screwing <laughs> around out there. And yeah, there are definitely days where I'd go out there and just have fun, screw around, hit stupid shots, but uh-huh. yeah. just to, just to be a kid but yeah it was I think it was the the focus practice and getting the mechanics mm-hmm. correct not correct but yeah find what worked for me and then and then get really good at that I think is what, is what helped me bring it to, to college well and plus I feel like whenever you are first starting out playing golf or you're first kind of you know really focusing on it, it it's crazy how how good you get in such a short amount of time. Like I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, once you started focusing it on your first two years of high school, I'm sure you were, you know, I'm sure you were able to kind of really develop as a player. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, 
it's just weird how the game of golf works. Um, yeah. you know, whenever you put some, you know, work ethic into it and some focus, like you said, um, yeah. kind of talk about the recruiting process. When did you start the recruiting process? I know you said about your freshman years when you started thinking about professional golf mm-hmm. and stuff, you know, but, um, kind of talk about how you went about um, the recruiting process and all that. Yeah, it was, uh, I sent my first email to a college coach out at, um, I think it was the beginning of my freshman year. Got it. Um, and I, it was the same time I had received a letter from Arizona, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of got me thinking. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is, uh, I didn't know we started recruiting this early. And yeah, I, right. Yeah. And my sister was already going through it. And she was a junior mm-hmm. and um, she was, she ended up committing to Davis. But yeah, it was around that time that I was like, oh, geez, I guess I should start sending emails out. And I'm only a freshman. This is weird. Right. So I ended up going home and, um, freshman year and making like a resume with my parents a lot of help from my parents to yeah that. oh yeah I'm not, a, I'm not a microsoft spreadsheet guy <laughs> when i was 14 but uh-huh. yeah <laughs> they they helped out a lot um so put a bunch of tournament scores on it and then started sending emails out to colleges i was interested in mm-hmm. um I think when i was that young and it was stanford and ucla were way up there in my way up stuff. there yeah absolutely so like, well, those I mean, are the coolest schools to go to and absolutely yeah. yeah so um I did that and I thought Pac-12 was just awesome and mm-hmm. watching all those football teams and stuff like that I, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like super fired up by those schools right yeah you're like I want to go play at these schools so I can go to the football games as well <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah don't when I was definitely when I was starting to get recruited, I think I was looking at schools, great schools, but I don't think I was looking at schools that would perfectly fit me. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, you got to You just never know. You never yeah. know. I mean, you might as well yeah. send the email. What's the worst they're going to say is no. Exactly. I mean, not a big deal. So but mm-hmm. at least I mean, I'm sure, you know, it was nice that you got that letter from Arizona. I mean, that to uh-huh. kind of spark everything. Yeah, and then it's know, nice. It's nice that your sister kind of went through it as well. To Yeah. You know, yeah. So kind of help along the way, too. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, that was sweet. But um, yeah, I visited. Uh, I think my first visit was Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um, sophomore year, and then I went to Washington, and I went to UCLA, and then Pepperdine. All right. And I think those are the schools that I visited. I, I don't think I'm missing any. Uh huh. And then and then obviously Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once I went started visiting these schools I started to look at and this is what my sister would tell me just to go to the school that you probably see yourself mm-hmm. living it's because yeah. yeah, it's actually going to become your home for the next four or five years or whatever and right you just don't want to don't want to feel out of place and that's a I think that was the biggest thing I was looking for when I started visiting and then um once I started meeting coaches and stuff like that I think finding a good head coach that kind of fit my personality or fit mm-hmm. kind of uh, understood me, I think yeah. was one of the biggest, biggest, biggest qualities I wanted from college. Well, and it's nice that you're able to go to these various schools because that's, that's kind of what, you know, some people have said on the podcast is if you can take as many visits as you can, um, you know, that's the best way to go about it to see like, and that's great that your sister said that, I mean, yeah. you're going to be spending four, potentially five years at this school. I mean, you yeah. got to like what's around it. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so, I mean, it's great that, 
you know, you're able to find a, you know, find a home like UC Davis, um, you know, kind of talk, yeah. why did you commit to UC Davis? Was there something about the coach or the program um, or, you know, what'd you like about it? When I first visited, um, it was, it was a cool, I think I thought it was a really cool deal. I met up with the coach and we were just sitting in the practice area mm-hmm. and it, it was father's day. So I thought it was sweet All right. and he has kids and yeah. I just, really thought highly of him as a person and um if mm-hmm. anyone knows Cy Williams he's uh he's he's a really funny dude and he's mm-hmm. really funny to hang out with and uh people may think he's weird but I, I just think he's a great dude and he's really smart and um we always have a good time so when I met him I think um my personality kind of clicked with his and he told me what he was all about big uh mathematician really mm-hmm. into stats really really knows how to play the game and mm-hmm. that's what attracted me I think to come to Davis I mean also along with my sister being there it was yeah. a, kind of a sweet deal to have her like show me the ropes once I got to college absolutely when well, it's nice that you know like you said your sister was playing there as well um yeah. you know you kind of didn't go into it alone you could say basically exactly and, uh, yeah, it's nice to have kind of that, that relationship with the coach as well. I mean, it fit, you know, what you were looking for, kind of fit your style of play. And, um, you know, it's that's huge because you're not going to be around your parents. I mean, I know, you know, Davis, San Jose, you know, relatively, you know, relatively close. But, but yet, you know, the coach is going to be kind of the father figure for yeah, you whenever definitely. you're at college. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, talking about the coach and everything for Davis, um, that wasn't everything. It was like the education coming mm-hmm. here. It's just, I don't think I realized how good it was until I got here. It uh-huh. was um, kind of a special thing to, to learn from some of these professors that like have written articles. And then I read about in high school and I'm like, Hey, wait, you're the, you're the, you're the guy that wrote that article. I yeah. Read. That's pretty crazy. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to learn from these people. It's, I think it's pretty special. Absolutely, man. Um, boy, I mean, you're currently kind of on the tail end of your college career at UC Davis, you know, kind of talk about how your years have, you know, what they've been like, what the environment's been like, um, you know, I'm sure that transition from playing junior golf, high school golf to, you know, division one program was, was, you know, there had been some kind of transition, but you know, what was that change like going to the division one program at UC Davis? Um, I thought it was just very different that first quarter coming mm-hmm. to davis um living by myself well, living with a dorm mate but just yeah. it's a huge transition and it's just hard to stay focused i think is what most people have trouble with is there's so much that's thrown at you there's school right and there's a bunch of friends you make and then mm-hmm. you're starting to hang out and then you're playing golf and then oh, i want to do this and i want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> all yeah. this freedom all the freedom that you need and and you don't get that when you're in high school so I think um transitioning it was for me I think I did well mm-hmm. but I'm sure I'm sure my parents might think different but <laughs> I think it's real tough to stay focused and I think that's kind of the biggest transition uh mm-hmm. going from high school to college is just dealing with that freedom and then not letting it get to you and still being able to put your head down and, and do the work. Absolutely. Cause I mean, like, you know, you listed all those things, um, you know, you're going, you're on your own, you're meeting a lot of friends, you're bouncing your social yeah. life. And then you have, you know, work, you have your school work and then you yeah. have, you know, the, the strenuous, 
college golf schedule that, you know, that's pretty serious as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, your time management was something that you probably didn't, you know, didn't work on as much whenever you uh-huh. were in high school and stuff. But now that, yeah, exactly. you know, you're gone, you've gone through all these years in college. I mean, the time management, I'm sure has got to be you know through the roof now. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's uh, definitely learned uh, how to manage that kind of stuff. I think pretty early on, especially at Davis, it was just, you got to kind of stay on top of your studies each class and kind of know what you're doing and know what is going on in every class. So you don't get behind. Cause these, these guys are competitive. Yeah. Uh, these students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, UC Davis, you just say UC Davis. That's all you got to say. I mean, the, you know, <laughs> the, the, uh, the status there at the school is, you know, is pretty high level there. Um, but I mean, golf wise, it seemed like, you know, you were leading the team for most of the year with, you know, having the lowest scoring average, um, you know, you had a team season low of 65 during the second round, yeah. um, at the, at one of the tournaments there ended up being a team medalist in Hawaii. Um, yeah. you were pretty solid your freshman year there. I mean, what, we'll talk about maybe the golf side a little bit. Was there any transition, you know, that you had to really get used to or did it kind of come easy to you playing golf at um, UC Davis? So I, during high school, I'd never really traveled very much out of mm-hmm. state to go play golf and, um. I don't know. Once I got to college, I, I mean, I, I definitely struggled my first quarter. Uh, I was I think I was averaging 74 around my first quarter. Yeah. You're 73.24. It looks like for your first year there. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, definitely picked up in the, the next two quarters. I think uh-huh. um, I got settled in. My first event was at Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually on my birthday too. That was oh, wow. Cool. All right. But yeah, I didn't, I mean, I don't think in the fall, I mean, I finished top third and maybe one or two events mm-hmm. and then I think I just got used to traveling and seeing what it feels like and then it kind of helped me identify what I really needed to work on in my game so mm-hmm. and especially having Cy there and looking at stats more I hadn't really I kept yeah. stats but I hadn't kept I guess useful stats is mm-hmm. what I learned when I got to college so learning all these things and then my biggest uh, thing holding me back when I first got to college, apart from the mental game, mm-hmm. was my putting. And oh, okay. I learned early on how important speed putting was. Yeah. Got to that level. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I think that's what was able to help me kind of improve a lot. From I think I had a big difference from first quarter freshman year to the second half of my freshman year. Yeah, and I mean it seems that you know, that making putts, making more putts is definitely going to help. Um, yeah. you know, that's, you know, that's pretty impressive. Um, and then your sophomore year, you know, your scoring average went down to 71. Um, you qualified for the 2019 us amateur actually yeah. that year at Pinehurst. Um, that seemed to be a pretty good year for you there. I mean, kind of talk awesome. about that USAM there at Pinehurst. I'm sure that's kind of something, um, that, you know, that's a huge scene to qualify for USAM and, you know, you've played yeah. in a few of them, you know, to date now, but kind of talk about that first one at Pinehurst there. And, you know, what was that yeah. experience like? No, that was, uh, I was super excited to qualify for that one. That was the first USAM I'd ever gone to. Uh-huh. Um, and then I guess just getting there is seeing how it's just the best amateur event in the world. And then, seeing how well run it is and just registering for the event and the in the clubhouse at number two was yeah it was it was uh it was special mm-hmm. and then um playing the practice rounds and then playing number two that course is just 
brutal huh oh my god <laughs> that course is brutal but it is it was so sweet and i was just so stoked to be around such great players all these top 100 top 200 top 500 ranked players in the world yeah it was, it was uh definitely a learning milestone i think in my career just mm-hmm. to be able to compete against those guys i think it was it was just amazing yeah, what would you say kind of are some takeaways that, you know, maybe that there are some things that you learned just at that USAM, you know, being surrounded about being surrounded around players like that. I mean, those are high level uh, players. I think um, when I got there, I think the biggest takeaway from it for me was that I could compete with them. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I played well. I had a bad first round of qualifying and was able to put it behind me and then come back the second day. Mm hmm. And then make it to the match play and i was like all right yeah let's see where this goes yeah yeah and i mean i played well in the Mm -hmm. match play i knocked out the first round but yeah no it was it was cool i was playing against uh someone who was turned pro that summer or the next uh i guess right after that event he was turning pro Uh, his name was stefano mazzoli and he played for tcu okay yeah Uh uh-huh yeah no it was uh once i left that i was like wow i could definitely compete with these guys it's not i mean it's nothing crazy it's just play my game and play it smart and play it well and then uh yeah kind of see how you stack up yeah pretty much yeah i mean and as and not only with that tournament but as your years at uc davis went on i mean you kind of evolved a lot as a player and as a Mm -hmm. golfer um you know what what do you think were some of the biggest takeaways from you know your years of playing college golf to the point you're at now um, you know, like I said, you're on the tail end of your college career, you know, what are some things that you learned or kind of people that taught, you know, lessons that you were taught during college golf? Yeah. Um, I think I said earlier, um, one of the biggest thing that separates mm-hmm. good players, I think in college is speed putting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing. So, and I think there's probably three biggest things is speed putting, wedges and then course management i think it's kind of the three biggest things that you can use to separate yourself in in college golf Mm -hmm. and i guess now it's a distance too with all the yeah seriously but yeah but um i think throughout my years of college i have really improved speed putting Mm -hmm. wedges and really set those things aside to really kind of focus on a lot and then when I'm on the course obviously um mental game which is course management and work and all that and then even off the course a lot of mental game logging practices and and notes on tournaments Mm -hmm. kind of to see where you or how you react when you're under pressure Mm -hmm. and identifying it and then seeing your tendencies I think was just a, a huge thing we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Putt View Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Canyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com 
and check them out on Instagram at Putt View Books. Yeah, I think that's all great stuff, especially yeah. uh, the mental side and course management, because, I mean, you can have, you know, one of the best games in the world, but, you know, if you can't get around the golf course well enough, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're just going to be your worst enemy at that point. And I mean, exactly, that's, yeah. you can't be having that. And especially, um, you know, you can always work on the short game. I don't care who you are. A lot of people, uh-huh. you know, that that's some of the biggest things that can save around. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that's great that you're able to find that, you know, through years of college. And I'm sure that's going to benefit, you know, you mm-hmm. in the long run as well. Um, um, so, you know, this last semester for you know, UC Davis, you know, might, you know, it was a bit of a bit of a struggle for the team, you know, that's, you know, that's going to happen. Um, you know, however, you guys came on top in Colorado earlier on in the season, I'm sure you guys want to be at the top every week, but you know, when you were the team kind of getting a slump, what are some things you try to focus on or, you know, maybe some things that you try to work through to get back in, you know, into your you know, tip top shape. I think, um, and we were just talking about it, but it's, uh, learning just to play the course mm-hmm. and it's in the best possible way. I'm a big, I like to play the numbers, uh-huh. um, Yeah. play par threes, you, a lot of them and a lot of the pins and all yeah. these holes in college are, they're all going to be tucked. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to have an easy pin five paces from the edge. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of these times it's, you got to play away from a lot of these pins until the course presents you with, a pin that you can attack with like a wedge or something mm-hmm. or a par five you can get on in two. Yeah. But yeah, I think whenever we don't play well as a team, I think it's based mostly off of course management and mm-hmm. keeping big numbers off the scorecard. Yeah. You know, it's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. 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 Those are some big things. I mean, big numbers are, you know, those are no good, but yeah. I mean, they're going to happen though. And that's, yeah. you know, you learn from looking back at the stats, looking at your logs, like you're talking about after the round, um, you know, those, that's all great stuff to, you know, that's, that's kind of working efficiently to become a better player instead of just going out there, smacking it around and saying, well, I just yeah. didn't have it today. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you want to yeah. see what you need to improve on and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, and, you know, another tournament that you qualified more, you know, more recently, you know, your second USM, the 2021 USM at Oakmont country club. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you had a great run that week. Um, you made it all the way to the round of 16, you know, yeah. just talk about that week. And, you know, you had the previous experience at Pinehurst at the USM kind of talk about, you know, what you applied kind of going into that mm-hmm. week. And, you know, what was it like being on the grounds at Oakmont? I mean, I'm sure that yeah. place is just special. Yeah. So um, when I first got to Oakmont, it was um, it was pretty uh, pretty cool to look at. Everything was so green and yeah. so wide open. You could standing by the clubhouse, you could see almost all the holes from the from the from the clubhouse, and it just looked such a sweet venue. That's crazy. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the TV just doesn't do it justice just to see how brutal that mm-hmm. course. Oakmont and Piners, two of the hardest courses <laughs> yeah. ever, ever played. Uh-huh. Two of the hardest courses ever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I went there, um, that I wanted to do when I went there was to learn the greens and mm-hmm. to learn where to hit it and make sure I don't do all in preparation to to not make mental errors. Yeah. So I could commit to everything and play play to the correct targets off the tee into the greens and all that. So yeah, I think that was something I learned at Pinehurst too. And something I've been learning this whole year, um, mm-hmm. picking good targets. And I think that's one of the, 
one of the most important things at, at that course, especially along with every other course, but Oakmont yeah. was just. Yeah. I mean, the two USAMs you played at Pinehurst and Oakmont, I mean, those are two legendary golf courses. All you have, I mean, everybody, if you're a golfer, you know, where Pinehurst is, you know, Oakmont country club. Um, you know, uh-huh. And it's nice that you had them, you know, you made it to match play at your previous, you know, USAM. This one, you made it pretty far. I mean, round of 16, that's, you know, that's a pretty good run there. Kind of mm-hmm. talk about, you know, what was it like whenever you made match play, kind of how each round went? I mean, I'm sure they're kind of, you know, what was kind of the thought process? You know, what was your focus every time, you know, you, you were advancing onto the next match or you had to play another match? Yeah. So um, first match, I just did not, I really desperately did not want to get knocked out first round because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I mean, like I got knocked out first round last time. Yeah. I wanted to just go out there and pretty much shoot as low as I could. I mm-hmm. mean, just, just uh, keep killing the course. I mean, and play my game, but, and killing the course, I think I was one under in yeah. that match, but it was the best I played all week there. Yeah. The well, I mean, it's so tough. The course is tough. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Oakmont. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just wanted to go out there, shoot as low as I could and kind of just see if I could dominate my opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to do that the first the first round and then second round I wanted to do the same thing just just keep keep killing it and keep making birdies wherever I can and minimizing damage and and just shooting as low as I could um and then wow. seeing where it brought me and then I think it was yeah it was that second match um where I ended up going to extra holes mm-hmm. and then yeah in the first playoff hole, we had play called, I think. Oh, wow. Was, we teed off and uh, we got to the fairway and then they called play. So oh, God. We marked our golf balls. In the 19th hole, come in on. The 19th hole, yeah. So we, we marked our golf balls and we packed it in and went back at it tomorrow. And then luckily I was in the fairway and my opponent was in the bunker. So mm-hmm. all I did was hit the green, two putt and let my opponent make bogey and then i was moving on to the round of 16 and yeah. that's that's when i played Pyatt, and mm-hmm. he was uh obviously on a heater he was playing well all week yeah winning, but yeah yeah i just against him it was, i wanted to do the same exact thing i did to the first two guys but didn't didn't really find many fairways didn't make too many good swings um mm-hmm. the pins that i tried to attack i ended up just hitting it to like 30 feet, not giving myself much of a chance for birdies and then mm-hmm. making a few dumb mistakes. And I think, uh, I think that match was something that really I learned about myself in. like, I didn't have my game, but mm-hmm. I put my head down and I, I just kept doing what I could do. Yeah. Tried to trying to win the holes and it felt like things were against me. I think I had a, I had a putt I put on my Instagram that just on the 14th hole, mm-hmm. just one of the slowest slip outs I'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Looking at it now, it's pretty funny. But in the yeah. moment, in the moment it was, moment. yeah, I bet it oh, wasn't, man. wasn't very fun in the moment, I'm sure. But, no. but yet, I mean, the thing is you didn't have your best, but yet you still, you put your head down and you just kind of roll with the punches. I mean, it wasn't like you yeah through the talent and said oh you know definitely i just not, no. you know you can't do that especially when it's match play because you never know match play yeah definitely um, not. you never know 
Yeah, and it's I mean you played it against at least you lost to the guy that won the whole thing. So yeah, I, I mean <laughs> I mean that's that's wow. I mean that's kind of cool, but uh you know it's yeah. it, it's pretty amazing to make it that far. Um, you know, to make to even qualify for USAM period and then to make match play and go on and on and on like you did. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that's pretty amazing stuff. Um yeah, no, it was uh, it was uh, awesome being there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, what would you say that you learned from playing at Pinehurst and you, you know, you got knocked out first round, you know, first round at Pinehurst, but then yet, you know, you kind of went on and on into each match and stuff, you know, did you kind of find something about yourself? Like, you know, you're just, you know, just a real gritty player. I mean, I mean, what did you kind of, was there, was there kind of confidence you took away from, you know, making it to round of 16? I mean, I'm sure there had to have been some positives coming out. I think all week I was definitely really confident. And I think that's a, a big thing I learned also um, is to have the confidence and to trust myself. Like even after I shot six over at Oakmont uh-huh. and I mean, I didn't panic. I was just like, ah, I yeah. didn't play great, uh-huh. but I mean, I hit a lot of good shots and that course is just really hard. Yeah. It's brutal. So, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll just make it up over at Longview. Mm-hmm. And that was the second course we played. And then mm-hmm. I ended up doing that and I was like, yeah, that was a good round. So yeah. I'll just keep it going. So there you go. Just rode the rode the momentum and stayed confident and and trusted myself was, which isn't always hard to do. Mm-hmm. Trust yourself on the golf course, but yeah, able to do it. It's huge help. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, having trust and confidence in yourself are you know some two big things yeah. that can really can really change your game. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of touched a little bit about, you know, the cameras and stuff. They don't do the justice there. I mean, what was it like oh. playing in front of the cameras and, you know, just having uh, that media coverage there? Yeah, no, that was cool. Um, I think I love playing in front of a crowd. Yeah. I, think it's, uh, I love feeling the adrenaline. It's mm-hmm. kind of a, it's kind of a sweet deal. Yeah. And, um, as the week went on, the crowd just got bigger and bigger and like by the clubhouse, there's just hundreds of people so if you do something good over there you get a huge chant huge crowd or yeah and it was just sweet like to hit a good shot make a good putt and Mm -hmm. everyone's just yelling yeah go tommy yeah Yeah. there you go it was it was um it was so sweet just to have people there that you i mean you didn't even know and they're just supporting you putting their money on you (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's sweet it was um and then watching some of the recordings of mm-hmm. me on TV, and it was uh, it's pretty cool. It was yeah. cool. To see. Yeah, it's kind of a, a surreal thing, you know. You want to play professional golf, and here you yeah. are playing, you know, at the USAM on TV as an mm-hmm. amateur. I mean, that's got to be pretty, you know, that's got to be pretty pretty awesome, you know, to accomplish that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, having those experiences are only going to make you a better player for the future. Um, you know, kind of speaking of the future a little bit, you know heading into this next semester or next, you know, kind of part of the season for you guys, um, you know, what are some goals you guys have maybe as a team and maybe as yourself individually, do you like to set goals or Uh is that kind of, you know, what do you have in the works there? Um, Definitely. I definitely set goals. Um, Team wise, we all, and we've all, everyone on our team has talked about it. We all want to get to NCAAs. We just want to get there and compete and, play our hearts out and mm-hmm. just be surrounded by those big name schools mm-hmm. and, then, and beat them is what we want to do in the finals. But um, individually, I just want to keep my scoring average below 70 
Mm-hmm. I mean, those are very results based, but mm-hmm. first of all, I just want to keep improving and keep learning and then uh, kind of see where that takes me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if you continue to put the work in that you are, yeah. and it seems that you know, you work very efficiently with, you know, having stats and making sure you're practicing efficiently. Um, You know, that's all, you know, that's all good stuff that you have to do to become a better player. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously, and when you were a freshman in high school, you said that's kind of when you thought, you thought, you know, about professional golf. I'm sure, you know, after you graduate and stuff, you know, you're, like I said, you're on the tail end of your college career here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what is it, you know, what's golf looking like for you after college? Are you going to go a certain route trying to play professional Mm -hmm. golf or, you know, what, what's the plan for that? So I'm going to do McKenzie tour Q school mm-hmm. in March um, yeah. or April. Actually the registration just opened for it today. So there you go. Register for uh, that bad boy. Register for that. Um, just so I can hopefully have something to play in over the summer. Um, yeah. And then the big thing is, it's just corn Ferry Q school. Mm-hmm. And next fall is what I'm setting my sights on. I'm just doing everything in preparation for that. Um, and it's, also interesting, it seems like there's going to be some benefits of staying amateur over summer with like the elite amateur golf series that they came out with. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I think uh, a lot of the details are to be announced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all being worked out. Yeah. But yeah, no, that I mean, if Mackenzie Tour stuff doesn't work out, I mean, it might be a good idea staying amateur and and then playing in, in, in those all those I mean, big amateur events and then seeing what I can do, you know, yeah, you become a legend in the amateur world. I mean, yeah. you get like guys like, you know, Stuart Hagestad and I mean, just, you know, playing every US, USG event you could think yeah. of. And, um, you know, yeah, that's that's also a great route to do as well. I mean, golf's always going to be there. And um, so, I mean, I think either way, whichever way you go about it, I think you're going to, you're going to be very successful in whatever you do. Um, you, know, you got a great head on your shoulder. So that's right. great. Yeah. Um, so we're heading in the next section of the show here. It's called the ham and egg section. You know, just like to ask them for fun questions. A um, uh-huh. little bit different. Um, you know, this first one here, I'm sure, you know, you might've played some different sports kind of growing up and, you know, yeah. golf's been a big part of your life. Um, you know, but if you had to play another sport professionally, what sport would you play and why? So I, I think, I think I would play baseball. Baseball. Um, yeah. So when I was growing up with my siblings, my mm-hmm. brother, sister, my dad, we'd sometimes just take the baseball bat and some balls out yeah. to the park and set up bases and play baseball. And I always had a ton <laughs> of fun doing that. Just trying to hit the ball as hard as I could. And Absolutely. I guess it fits. It's another swinging sport. Mm-hmm. Um, hand-eye yeah. coordination yeah a little bit some a lot of athleticism I think is a uh, I think I definitely go the baseball route even though absolutely yeah I mean bad. baseball is pretty awesome sport and you know it's nice to you know I'm sure there's kind of a lot of there's a lot of similarities with you know kind of developing power and stuff like that in the golf swing and baseball as well so it's nice that yeah. you're able to have kind of that foundation growing up as well uh-huh. and um yeah. yeah playing professional baseball would be the great you know that'd be the best especially if you're a pitcher yeah. got that you know kind of pitch your game do your thing and then go play golf after (laughs) exactly yeah it seems like a pretty good gig there um Uh so you played in a lot of high level events you played in some you know you played division one golf and the schedule for that you played in a couple usams um you know what's the most nervous you've ever been on the golf course if there's a moment you can kind of pinpoint and how do you keep yourself calm um i think the most nervous i've ever been 
was sophomore year. It was my first collegiate win. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're playing Northwestern's event at Knollwood. Uh-huh. And uh, going into the final round, I wasn't really thinking much of it. I think I was one back or I might've had a one shot lead Okay, for it, but I was up there and I was just, it was early in my career. And I was like, you know, it's, I'll just play my game, see if I shoot low and see if I win. And uh-huh. then um, towards the end of the round, I, I didn't have much nerves all day. And then towards the end of the round, last six holes, I was like, dude, I mean, I'm like two under, <laughs> two under maybe. And I'm like, yeah. I had to lead the whole day. I, I just like smooth sail it in. I, I'm, my you got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I ended up making some clutch putts down the stretch. And um, obviously I was very nervous, but then I got to the 18th hole and I mm-hmm. had a two shot lead mm-hmm. and um, there's OB right. And there's OB left. Oh like God. 300 down there, like the maintenance yard. And I'm like, Ooh, all <laughs> right. Two shot lead. And all I have to do is skank it somewhere down there. Right. Like, <laughs> and I was just standing over it. And I think, um, something that helps me whenever I'm very nervous is just thinking, well, now I reflect on these memories, but I think of old memories of when I'm nervous and mm-hmm. then a lot of deep breaths and just really keeping my body connected with my arms and my swing, I think is the biggest thing that helps. So yeah. when I was over the ball, I was just like, make a good swing, pick a good target. And then if it goes there, then great. Yeah. It'd so be good to go. That. Yeah. I did that and I mean, didn't make a great swing, but I skanked it down in the right rough. Okay. Up, safe. Uh, it's safe. safe. <laughs> ended up hitting back pin. So I made sure I was short of that. I yeah. ended up hitting like a wedge from 150. Nice little and, flyer. Uh, yeah. I hope I was playing for a flyer. Didn't fly, just short of the green, chipped up, made par. And then I was Thank on my you. way. But man, standing up on that tee box, I think is handshaking and i was like oh my god i'm so young but uh-huh. yeah. young. these guys they look like good players mm-hmm. yeah and here you are with two shot lead let's go yeah i, know. <laughs> I yeah, mean that's definitely probably the most nervous i've been on on the golf course i think um i mean yeah. definitely usams are also very nerve-wracking but i think I've, i'm at a point to where i've gotten used to it and then playing in front of a camera i just I think that's just a ton of fun. So yeah, there you I've, go. I've learned to more enjoy it as of late instead of uh getting scared or something. And yeah, I think it's it's easy to embrace now. Absolutely. When I think that's great that you know those moments are only going to make you a better player. That's yeah, I love hearing those stories whenever you know the nerves kind of kick in because you know, like you said, you know, I'm glad that you kind of think to kind of stay connected with your body because you let those hands go, you know, out of bounds, right and left is no good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you exactly. got to watch out for that, but um, no, that's great stuff though. And then you know, deep breaths. That's you know, definitely got to keep yourself calm, but that's uh-huh. great to, you know, come out, especially young in your college career, like that, a sophomore, you know, come out, you know, with the wind like that. That's, uh-huh. that's, that's awesome stuff, man. That's awesome yeah. stuff. Um, so you were a junior golfer at one point, you know, you had a you know, pretty solid junior career playing those mm-hmm. JTNC tournaments and kind of playing, you know, the, the great competition in like California. Um, you know, what's something you feel junior golfers should really focus on to kind of better their chances of getting recruited? It could be kind of either with their game or just kind of with the recruiting process. I like to think of it as just shoot low. And then, I mean, college coaches will come and contact you, but yeah. um, I mean, that's all you got to do is just, shoot low. And then if you're good enough, you're good enough. But Mm -hmm. 
there's always definitely once you're talking to coaches is keep good communication don't leave them in the dark always be prompt and and always i think just keep emailing them mm-hmm. and just show them that you're interested yeah and apart from that is just getting better at the game and getting better at swing mechanics stuff in college that we've learned that have, that we've talked about already is speed putting and wedges i think yeah huge. if you have good things like good wedges like good swing mechanics and good speed putting i think a lot of college coaches are just really attracted to that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i mean like you said we kind of talked about the short game and um, you know that that's huge stuff and yeah to have good mechanics I mean you want to learn more about you know kind of what works best for you kind of like what yeah. you did you know starting mm-hmm. out you know in high school and stuff um, I think that's great advice for <clears throat> any player out there yeah. any player that's looking to get better in general so yeah that's great stuff though I'm glad you brought that up so I mean we kind of talked a little about how you kind of you know you focus on your course management a little bit and you play the yeah. numbers um, yeah. you know you week to week, you guys are playing different courses, you know, on your schedule and, you know, yeah. outside of outside of the uh, college golf schedule as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do you approach a golf course that you haven't played yet? Is there kind of something you like to look at as you, you know, do you get yardage books, you know, what, what's kind of something you mm-hmm. really focus on to, you know, to, so that you're well-educated on the course and where you need to hit the ball. So definitely um, the week leading up to it, we look at the scorecard, look, try to find, pictures google earth and look at the yeah things and map out fairways and how wide they are and stuff like that just get a feel for it but once we play i mean i like to take driver i Mm -hmm. like to just smash driver on as many holes as i can yeah i think uh just always talk to my coach's theory is always and i think in my theory now but is always hit driver as much as you can Mm -hmm. just shorter closer to the hole is normally what wins it is what's mm-hmm. going to make you get hot yeah and um as long as there's no imminent danger as he uh-huh. says uh then i'm, I'm bombing driver all there day. you go that's it man that's it yeah yeah i mean definitely i mean the closer you read the hole more advantage you can have um uh-huh. you know that's that's great stuff and yeah i mean if if you can bomb the driver every you know most of the time yeah especially if it's a tighter hole you know and you're uh-huh. feel comfortable hitting driver i mean that's yeah. that's awesome to have that in your arsenal um yeah. you know that's that's very you know it's that's pretty good to have for sure especially whenever you're going to be you know going to the higher level playing professional golf because you know there's going to be some trouble and some holes that you're just gonna have to look past and mm-hmm. just bomb yeah. drive you know bomb driver down the middle that's yeah, it <laughs> exactly and, that's i mean it. along with that is just doing what everybody else does learning the greens um practicing i'd like to practice a lot of green reading on the course mm-hmm. i practice a lot of that um and just learning a lot of the speed is just yeah. a huge thing and the then learning fighting. where to where to miss yeah Absolutely. You don't want to leave yourself in a bad spot. That's for sure. Because you want, you want to get a chance to make a par at least. (laughs) Yeah. No short siding yourself. Definitely. Yeah. That's no good. You don't want to short side yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, So we're heading to the last question here. Um, I'm sure there's, you know, you playing throughout your college career and also just your junior career with your parents, your siblings, and then your family at UC Davis, you know, with your team and coaches and everything. Um, you know, is there somebody or kind of a group of people that really inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? So, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, in the golfer aspect, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've 
definitely love Tiger Woods. He's absolutely uh, he's the biggest Tiger Woods fan. I uh-huh. mean, he's so dominant back in. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe still we will be, but uh huh. So cool how clutch he was and or is and amazing all the the records he has and all the just the stupid stats he's and absolutely accumulated it's crazy Uh but uh so he he definitely uh inspires me to to kind of work really hard at the game but as a person I mean I definitely say my father I mean Mm -hmm. growing up he was just extremely hard worker is very loving guy and very kind and I mean he has a lot of fun and I think he's really taught me a lot in this life and I'm always learning from him and I definitely definitely look up to him and he's a great guy so absolutely yeah I, I mean it's parents. yeah you always got to give credit where credit's due I mean I'm sure they're no matter what you do <laughs> in life or in golf as well I mean they're gonna support you no matter what um, it's great to have that support system and you kind of need that to play golf for sure mm-hmm. um, but it's always nice to give some credit to the people out there that always help you and yeah it's always great to have inspiration you know a person like you know Tiger Woods and stuff to yeah. always just kind of keep you driven and uh, uh-huh. you know, want to be the best you, you can be. So um, that's always nice. But yeah. that'll that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato featuring Thomas Hutchison. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on, man. Like I said, you know, wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. And, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye out on you. We'll post you up on Instagram whenever we yeah. see you out there. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely, man. All righty. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.